It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the studios of 97.1, the sports animal in Tulsa, Oklahoma, welcome to the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G. Thanking you for spending a little time with us this weekend. Coming up on today's episode of Locked On Thunder, I will answer a listener's question about player tampering in the NBA and whether or not I think players in the association have too much power and what the NBA could or should do about it. We'll also hear from Sam Presti on that same topic. Sam Presti will also give us his opinions on what Steve Kerr said about AD going to the Lakers. I'll tell you and play you what the most shocking thing Sam Presti said throughout yesterday's press conference was, and we'll find out if superstar players like Carmelo Anthony, Paul George, and Russell Westbrook in fact have or had respect for Billy Donovan. My name is Eric G. I'm Pat Jones' co-host on the Pat Jones Show on 97.1 The Sports Animal in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Check us out every day from 11 to 2 Central. And you can also find me online at basketballmaven.io slash thunder. I am the editor-in-chief of Thunder Maven. That's basketballmaven.io slash thunder. And, of course, this podcast being brought to you by Hotels.com. Don't be hate-liking your friend's trip. Book your own with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com. Be there, do that get rewarded. Thank you very much to Kevin for sending me the tweet today and asking me what I thought about player tampering in the NBA and whether or not I thought the association should do anything about it. It should be noted that Kevin feels like players have too much power and Kevin's not real happy about the fact that Kawhi Leonard was able to steal Paul George while PG was under contract and take him to L.A., thus causing the downfall of the Oklahoma City Thunder. And I totally get where Kevin's coming from. And we were talking about this yesterday on the podcast, and we've talked about it several times on either my radio show or Thunder Maven. It would be great if NBA owners and GMs could have the balls to tell a guy like Paul George, you're under contract. That's tampering. I am not going to do anything to make you happy. If you want to play basketball, You play for us. We're paying you handsomely. Now go out and try and win a championship. But here's the, or championship. Here's the truth of the matter, Kevin. And and here's why ultimately I don't have a problem with it. One, it's good for the NBA. Uh, We've said this repeatedly. It's great to have the NBA in the news anytime you can get them in the news. And this is what sells the association even more so than the play on the court. So Adam Silver isn't going to be anxious to tamper this at all. And and I'll be completely honest. Here's something that I haven't said before on this podcast, and I may not say it since, but I am actually looking forward to watching Paul George and Kawhi Leonard to see if that combination is actually better than the combination of Russell Westbrook and Paul George. I'm excited about Anthony Davis 
and LeBron James playing for the Lakers, even though it's a big market and small markets ultimately lost in both of these deals, small markets in New Orleans and Oklahoma City, for the NBA, you've got your premier crown jewel organization back at the forefront, and you've got their also-run counterparts who are finally going to go head-to-head. That is going to be must-see TV, and if by any chance the Knicks get it together— and you can get New York and Brooklyn going head-to-head, which is one of the reasons why I thought Russell Westbrook might end up in New York, then you've really got something to sell with the NBA. Ultimately, it turns out better for the NBA when these guys do leave small markets and go to bigger markets, and as much as I hate it, I don't think the NBA should do anything about it. And think about it from this perspective for a second, Kevin. Um, Let's say your friend has let's say your friend has a killer job someplace or he's about to get a killer job someplace and he wants to bring you along like let's just say your friends go to work at a radio station since that's that's what I do for for a living I'll just use this as an example your friend's going to work at a radio station he's going to host a morning show and he wants you to be the co-host well you might be under contract but you've always wanted to work with this guy your friends You know you can do a great job together and make a lot of money, and in turn, it's going to be good for this station. You'd want that freedom, too. So I really can't begrudge players for wanting the types of freedoms that we would want in our job. So for me, it's really not that big of an issue. And Sam Presti saying yesterday, there's really nothing he can do about it or is willing to do about it at this point. Uh, The only thing I would say is that – there's nothing that prevents that from taking place. And um, if there's nothing to prevent it from taking place, then I don't see a way or the reason why we should be up in arms about it. It's really more a question for the league office and how they want to handle it. But um, players should be free to have conversations, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, obviously, like it's our job to adjust and adapt to the situations that are presented to us. And as I said before, we're able to find a way to make that work for everybody, uh, given the circumstances. Um, and you know, maybe it was a year earlier than we had anticipated. You know, having to to look at some of these harder things. But how it comes about, that's really not that's really not my 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 expertise. It's my job is to try to problem solve those things from there. Do you anticipate that becoming an issue at the next CBA? I don't know. You know, I don't. I don't the last thing I want to do is, um, is is speculate on all that type of stuff. Again, um, uh, I, I mean, I, I think it's fair to say that we've seen um, the the effect that these types of things can happen that that can have on franchises, and you know, you have to do that calculus for yourself as to if you want to put yourself in that position once these trade requests come in. But um, as I said, and I can't stress this enough, I thought uh, PG handled himself well with us professionally, um, and we were able to make the most of the situation because of the relationships that did exist, that, that do exist. Um, and um, I, we truly wish him the best of luck. I mean, that's, that's not, that, I truly mean that. Here's the other thing you have to keep in mind when Sam Presti's talking is that Sam Presti knows there might be a time someday where say let's just take for let's just take for a second Shea Gilgis Alexander. Let's say he builds up a really good reputation playing for the Oklahoma City Thunder and Zion Williams wants to come play alongside Shea Gilgis Alexander 
and Zion Williams hears all the good things the Oklahoma City Thunder do for their players, and he's willing to play. He's even willing to take a pay cut to be for Oklahoma City, sign for less than the max, but he may still be under contract, and Shea Gilgis-Alexander can talk him into pulling the same kind of deal that Paul George and Anthony Davis did well, you're the Thunder. You've gone out and criticized it. You're going to look really bad if something happens like that for you. So you've got to remember what happens to you in the NBA can also happen to somebody else, and your bad fortune can be somebody's good fortune and vice versa. So it really doesn't behoove Sam Presti to say much of anything, which is why I thought it was so idiotic, for lack of a better term, because Steve Kerr is not an idiot. Okay, Steve Kerr is one of, if not the smartest man in the NBA right now. I mean, you would put him up there with Pop. I would put him up there with Sam Presti as far as guys that I'd love to be a fly on the wall and listen to them have a conversation about anything because Steve Kerr is well-versed in very many topics, even topics that go outside of basketball. But he was off base saying it was bad for the NBA for Anthony Davis to request a trade and end up going to the Lakers. And my retort to to Steve Kerr, as low-hanging fruit as it is, okay, was it bad business for the NBA that you and your organization went out and ruined what could have been the most fun rivalry that we have had in the association in some time with the Thunder and the Golden State Warriors and Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook going head-to-head with your big three? Was that bad business? Was that bad for the NBA? Brought you a couple of championships. Damn near brought you a third. That being said, Sam Presti is just way too diplomatic to even remotely go down that road. What do you think about Steve Kerr's uh, comments about guys asking out of contracts? I think, you know, one year, say, makes, I guess you could say, gives a team a chance to trade with two, three, or more. He says it could be a danger to the league. What do you, what do you think? Well, I mean, <clears throat> Again, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna jump into the middle of that. Um, I would just say that um, you know Adam has spoke on that, and he said that it's something that has uh, been happening in the league for years, um, and um, he prefers that they, it happens behind closed doors. Um, and I think we all know that um, you know the 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 downsides that it can have, but at the same time, there's there's nothing preventing a player from from requesting that, um, you know. And so, at the end of the day, you just have to figure out, you know, the best way to deal with it. I think, um, you know, when something becomes adversarial, it, you know, and it's involving your, you know, someone that's driving like the number one aspect of your business. Um, that can have a pretty negative effect on your product and your long-term outlook. Um, I don't believe that was going to be the case with Paul George just because of who he is, in my, in my, my humble opinion. Um, but, you know, I can't speak for everybody's opinion in the league. I just don't see anything right now that's preventing that from happening. And, um, you know, unless you want to just um, – uh, it's something that, the, that really Adam has to answer to. I don't – our job is to adjust and adapt with, with the circumstances that come our way. Really, the only thing Sam Presti or any small market NBA owner or GM could do, because the large markets 
certainly don't want to stop this because it's way more beneficial to them, is agree to something in the collective bargaining agreement that says every contract has a no-trade clause in it and that when players sign the contract, they have to play it through. They can't be traded and you have to play it through. But what happens when a guy turns out to be less than what you bargained for or he's completely bitten by the injury bug and then you've got no room to move because you can't trade him and you're just saddled with him? So it's it's all – everybody's powerless in this. This is the new way the NBA is going to do business. And I fully expect that if the owners – and the players sit down and hammer out some agreement, eventually it will still work to the detriment of the small market teams. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. Coming up next, we'll talk about the most shocking thing Sam Presti said in yesterday's press conference. Don't forget this podcast being brought to you by the good folks at Untuck It. These are shirts that are made specifically to be untucked, and they look great. Don't do what I do. Go into your closet, grab a button up, and then wear it untucked because that just looks horrible. Buy one of these shirts. Get a discount. As a matter of fact, use the promo code NBA. Get a discount on your first purchase. Or, hey, if your wife or girlfriend is listening to the Locked on Thunder podcast, they can always get you one for a present because they would like the way you look on a date and your boss is going to love the way you look in the meetings. That's untuckit.com, promo code NBA. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up-to-date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked On Thunder Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you very much for listening. And the most obvious thing about yesterday's press conference, and we didn't even talk about this yesterday, I wanted to save it for today, is that there is no direction in Oklahoma City. Sam Presti doesn't know what to do with this team. He has no idea what shape it's going to be, and that's why he wrote the letter in the Oklahoman, and Keith Oberman nailed it. The team is in shambles right now, and I'm paraphrasing. The team is in shambles. They're not going to be very good. Please buy tickets. The Oklahoma City Thunder projected by Westgate, Westgate out in Las Vegas, to win just 28 games. And if I had to take the over and under on that, I am going the under all day on this. Because are you going to start Chris Paul? Is he going to come off the bench? Are you going to start him and limit his minutes so you can get Shea Gilgis-Alexander more minutes at point guard? Are you going to play Chris Paul more minutes because you want to show that he's definitely worth everything that you're going to give up in order to trade for him? The Thunder just have, they have so many questions to answer right now that when you go into training camp with this, with as much as hanging over your head as what the Thunder are right now, it really is throw the basketball out there, see what happens. And if you're getting excited about, if you're getting excited about Shea Gilgis Alexander, I would tell you to pump the brakes on that. Not because I think Shea Gilgis Alexander is going to be bad, 
but are you convinced that when Shea Gilgis Alexander gets the opportunity to be an unrestricted free agent, that he's going to stay in Oklahoma City? Are you convinced that if he turns out and is a pretty good player, but Sam Presti thinks he can get better for it, that he's not going to trade him? I know I'm not. I I, I know I I am totally not convinced of any of this. And, And I don't think there's a single person on this planet, especially in the organization, that is looking at what the Thunder got in return with the draft picks, with Chris Paul, with Shea Gilgis-Alexander and Danilo Gallinari, and can even remotely say, okay, we are this kind of team, we're going in this direction, and by the time it's all said and done, we're going to be completely rebuilt. And even Sam Presti, the most shocking thing he said in this press conference, and maybe I shouldn't have been shocked about it, was this. Sam Presti doesn't honestly know if he's going to be around for the full rebuild as he expresses here. I think everybody knows how I feel about um, the organization. I think everybody knows how I feel about the community. Um, and the one of the things that's most important to me is to be extremely focused on repositioning and replenishing the team first and foremost because I think that's the most important thing for this franchise going forward. Um, I think if you mix all of that together, I think you can get in the you you can make the mistake of um, shortcutting things, skipping steps, um, and not totally putting every ounce of energy towards uh, repositioning or replenishing the team. Um, you know, I certainly am, um, uh, I love being here. You know, um, I, I can't tell the future. I mean, I don't know how, you know, all that. But um, I certainly, you know, I certainly I'm excited about the challenge, quite frankly. Um, I think that the opportunity to uh, run our own race and use um, uh, the situations that we have here to, to create the best path forward. I really feel passionately that uh, the, the city and the team have a very special relationship and I'm really driven to try to create the platform for another great Thunder team to take shape. I don't know how long that that process will take, you know, um, but I, I, I'm fully committed to making sure that the decisions are made in the best interest of the long term of the franchise. And that's really, really, really important to me. I don't expect to have a good idea of what kind of organization or what kind of team. I know what kind of organization they are. I I know that the Thunder are going to be, for lack of a better term, a frugal organization here in these next few years. And it's all about getting the most value for spending the the least amount of money that they possibly can. So I get that with the organization as far as what type of of team they're going to be you probably won't know that for a couple of years, which means it's going to take ultimate patience on your part to sit through this and continue to buy the tickets. And that's what Sam Presti was begging you to do yesterday when he wrote that piece in the Oklahoman is, hey, if you'll just sit it out while, while look, Kevin Durant decided to pull the bottom piece on Jenga, we were able to keep it up for a little while, but then Paul George came through and knocked off part of it, so we just decided to tear it down. Just be patient with us because ultimately what you're going to get in the end is a really good product. Um, but what's 
And while that may be a great thing to sell, I don't know that you're buying it. I would guess that you're probably not buying it. And you're so used to getting results, especially if you've grown up in the state of Oklahoma and, and watched football your entire life, you're not used to rebuilds. And it was said to me on, on Facebook, hey, or Twitter, Oklahoma doesn't do rebuilds. That's just not the way Oklahoma is built. So when Sam Presti was asked about the rebuild, he was very vague in his answer. And I don't think that anybody in the state of Oklahoma wants to hear exactly what he had to say. Clearly starting to rebuild. How severe is the rebuild going to be? Will you get into what we would term tanking? Um, well, this is what I'd say. I'd say that we, we're, I wouldn't say that we've started to rebuild. As I said before, the primary focus for our organization, based on the circumstances that we um, inherited this summer, is first, we need to reposition the franchise. Uh, second to that, we need to replenish the franchise after 11 years of um, you know, not ever being able to do that because we were in such a pursuit for uh, maintaining a, a team that could that could get to the postseason and contend in the postseason year after year after year, um, and then ultimately, you know, we'll, we will just like every team in the NBA or in pro sports ultimately have to to rebuild the team, but that that tends to happen organically. Um, I, I can't sit here and tell you um, like when that process will will enact itself. Um, only that our vantage point and our view is always going to be to create the most and longest runway for success um, and not to shortcut that. And that our decisions um, from this point on are going to be based on generating as much value for the organization as possible so that we at um, some point can recreate an elongated period of success like we've been fortunate to have. Um, that may not necessarily you know, begin itself next season. Um, I think we've put ourselves in a position to have a lot of different options as a result of, of the transactions that we've been able to make. Um, but, um, you know, I wouldn't necessarily say that we've started that process. I think, you know, our focus right now is on the team that we have. It's going to be a different iteration of Thunder team than, than we've seen um, over the last several years. Um, but, uh, you know, I would just say that we're going to take a very long view to make sure that we're putting ourselves in position to have us longer run of success in, in Oklahoma City as, as we possibly can and not shortcut that process. And to be fair, it very easily could not take that long to turn things around. You do have a bevy of draft picks. You've got some young assets. But right now, you don't know what Dennis Schroeder, what Andre Robertson, or what Steven Adams brings on the trade market. Or you do, and you're not just willing to deal them, or you're just not willing to deal them. And then there's the whole Chris Paul situation. So... I'll give Sam Presti a break. He really can't answer that question right now. But maybe if after December you're able to trade some of these parts that the Thunder deemed to be a little bit of a hindrance, maybe you do get a better idea of what's coming. We'll wrap up the weekend edition of Locked on Thunder coming up next. Keep it here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. And remember this podcast being brought to you by... Grip six belts, grip six. There's no flap. There's no holes. They look fantastic. There's a great selection, great selection of buckles that'll look fantastic with just about anything you wear. To so go to grip the number six.com and use the promo code lock L O C K E and get a discount on your first purchase.
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Okay, we got to wrap things up today on this long edition of the Locked on Thunder podcast, and it was brought up on our show today. I want to give credit to my co-host, Pat Jones, who talked about both Russell Westbrook and Paul George having discontent, being being not contented at all with the organization, and his thought was that it might be Billy Donovan. And my thought on that was simply this, that if it, that if it is Billy Donovan – then you're Sam Presti, you don't have any choice but to fire Billy Donovan because it's a player's league, and then you need to find somebody that both Russell Westbrook and Paul George respect and bring that guy in to coach the team. And you, at that point, if you're Sam Presti, you've just got to put your beliefs behind you and swallow your ego and find someone that's going to keep this team together. And I don't know if Sam Presti did or didn't do that. It's hard for me to imagine that Sam Presti would go to the mat for Billy Donovan when Paul George at Russell Westbrook were at stake. And in fact, he was asked about the respect that those particular players have for said coach. And if, uh, if the team... Russell sits up here, or he sat up here, and we asked him about Billy and his relationship with him. And, you know, these guys are, they come out here, they're going to say they have good relationships. I mean, even dating back to Kevin, how do you feel like the respect level is with those guys, those all-star caliber guys, Kevin, Russell, Paul, Carmelo, Anthony, when it comes to Billy? Um, I mean, again, like, you're asking me to provide answers from them, which I, I can't do. I, you'd have to ask them that question. I would think good, I mean, based on the the way that um, the – the what I what I've seen, but I mean I can't speak for them. I mean you'd have to ask them those questions, but I have no reason to think that it would be otherwise. And Sam Presti's too classy to throw Billy Donovan under the bus at a press conference. Maybe not classy enough to do it behind closed doors. And like my coach Pat Jones always asks, or my co-host Coach Pat Jones always asks, hey, would you spend a night in a foxhole with this guy? I'm not sure that there's very many GMs outside of Jerry West I would be spent, would be willing to spend a night in the foxhole with. They all seem to turn on you for their own gain and for the organization's own gain. Finally, we'll wrap it up. When it comes to the discontent, I think the discontent was simply this. Paul George and Russell Westbrook knew that the Thunder were strapped financially. They couldn't bring anybody in to help them be any better than what they were in the playoffs. I also got to credit Bill Hastings for pointing out, or Bill Haston for pointing out today that, hey, Paul George has a couple of bum shoulders. He didn't get you past the first round of the playoffs. So for Sam Presti, this might have been an easy move to make and trade him. But I would think the discontent comes from where the Thunder were financially and Paul George and Russell Westbrook understanding that. Therefore... They went looking for greener pastures. With Russell and Paul, I'm sorry. There was reported discontent yeah. with from Russell and Paul uh, in the off season. Um, from what you know, where does that discontent stem from? I mean, again, like I, I just can't. I just can't get into like whatever the speculation is. Or I mean, I just could tell you this: 
I don't know how many people in the NBA are contented at the end of a season. I mean, and I don't know what the discontent is referring to. Um, yeah, I don't know. Is a pancakes not fluffy enough, or they're not? We're not winning enough games. I, you're not giving me anything to really work with. Although I can tell you, like, those guys are great guys. Um, we're gonna have conversations with those guys at the end of the year when you don't. Uh, reach the potential that you think you have as a team, there's going to be frustration, of course. But I think all systems were go going into the season. Uh, and, um, you know, we're, I, we're excited about it, but that's just not the, that's just not the path that it took. And um, I feel really good about the way that we were able to handle that from, from that point. But this comment of di- the, what you're referring to, like, I don't know what that means. And I, I don't know how many... I don't know. I don't I know how to categorize that. No, I like my pancakes with macadamia nuts in them. I actually really like the way that Cracker Barrel does them. Look, if you've got a, a suggestion on where I need to be eating pancakes, because I really like Cracker Barrel, but you got a local place I need to try out, I don't care where it is in the world, let me know. I'm always down for some good pancakes. And apparently Russell Westbrook and Paul George are too. But theirs theirs need to be a little bit more fluffy. That wraps up today's Locked on Thunder podcast. We'll be back on Monday. And until then, may God bless you and your family. Everybody love everybody. Peace, love, and thunder. You are Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked on Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.